Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021, and we've got a weekend update slash recap filling you guys in on everything that's been going on in Red Wings land as of late. Thank you so much for sticking with us throughout uh, not, not necessarily shaky times, but uh, we were doing like interview Mondays because we were, you know, tired of uh having to rush to crank out episodes over the weekend when we were just recapping losses so uh we we started to go through with interview mondays that is why uh we did not get to recap one of the most glorious weekends uh in the red wing season so far uh so we're gonna have that for you guys today i'm your host detroit sports editor Noel bianchi with me today is sports encyclopedia and host of the bentley show scotty bentley what's going on brother how's it going it's good as always, man. Heck of a heck of a weekend. Heck, a of, heck a weekend. of a weekend uh, in hockey town. The Red Wings sneaky after two straight wins over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So we sit through uh, 130 minutes and 55 seconds uh, consecutively of scoreless <laughs> Red Wings hockey. And then all of a sudden they just open it up and they straight up own the Columbus Blue Jackets and sneakily are five, four and one in their last 10 games. I'm just saying we should start this off, though, with a, a burning question. And is, was this weekend a result of the Blue Jackets just being an absolute mess? Or was it a result of the Red Wings turning things around? First off, I want to say I really liked your use of the term sneakily. I really liked that. I, I thought that that was really well used. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I will say it's probably a really healthy combination of both. I think it's a really healthy two-piece combo of both I, I think that you saw obviously you don't go from completely just getting shut out to to scoring seven in back-to-back games without something going right so I think that we did have something going right and I think we looked better than we had obviously than when we were getting shut out that being said Columbus is nothing short of a complete and utter dumpster fire so uh, we will take it I'm not going to be mad about it but I do think it's a really healthy combo of both well, so, so to that point, right, it, I think it was on Friday that the news came out. It was a quote from Bobby Ryan. He said that Friday's practice was the hardest practice of the yeah. season so far. And uh, I don't know. I think I, I, I don't know, I guess, what to make of that. I'm happy to hear that, I suppose, uh, sure. especially because the effort that they that they showed, uh, the creativity, the energy, just showing up and being ready to play uh, over that couple game stretch. Um but I, I just have a hard time believing that that had as much of an impact on this weekend as I think I would like to believe. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I don't think Blash was walking into practice, making everybody like, like in miracle. I don't think it was yeah. another one. <laughs> like, I don't think, I'd like I don't to think, think that it was. Yeah, that. right. It'd be sweet, I guess. But uh, I have a hard like, time. John Merrill. Right. <laughs> McCall, Michigan. <laughs> what do I don't you play think for? You, you're playing on the team. <laughs> yeah, right. Who do you play for? Little I Caesar think, uh, No. Sorry. 
Uh, no, no, you're right. I would love <laughs> to think that that happened. I just don't. So, um, but obviously, like, you know, whether, you know, hardest practice of the year, I guess that's fine to hear, like some accountability, I guess, at a minimum, you know, yeah. that's probably not a bad thing. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to say the practice single handedly turned it around. That being said, since the practice, since the hardest practice of the year, the we practice. are undefeated. The the practice. Practice. That's what we're going to call it. The practice. The practice. Yeah. And uh, you know, what's funny. I actually just realized we didn't even recap Thursday's game. I I think we should probably skip right over that. So I think I explained (laughs) this on Friday's episode, which by the way, we ran a throwback episode uh, with Darren McCarty uh, on the anniversary of March 26, 1997. Uh, So go check that out. If you haven't already, it was a great, uh, great episode. One of my favorite ones that we've ever done. Then obviously we had the Gary Thorne interview last week. So the boys are kind of buzzing a little bit, but the Red Wings did not match that on the ice. Uh, I kind of explained what happened uh, with that episode, but long story short, uh, everything went to hell in a handbasket for the production team of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. At the same time that everything went to hell in a handbasket for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, we we started to record like uh, we were going to, you know, it was a Friday. So we did our, how do you feel about a Friday segment before the game started? We went a couple minutes late. Well, turns out that couple minutes late was enough time for Rocco Grimaldi to net a hat trick and the Nashville predators to score four. Uh, and then we went live on locker room that didn't record and it was supposed to, and I don't know, it was just a whole mess. So, uh, we both just kind of called it a day and was like, whatever, we'll just throw up this, uh, but the timing worked out the timing worked. i mean you know you want to so play the mccarty in it yeah it just so happened to be the anniversary of one of the greatest moments in red wings history so we got lucky on that front yeah uh but just in saying that how does it feel to watch another team spiral because i think this is something that's starting to bring me joy uh it was like john tortorella in the press conference yesterday I can't remember what the exact quote was, but somebody asked him about the goaltender interference call that uh, he, he basically challenged on the Michael Rasmussen goal loss. And then in the in the post-game press conference after, somebody asked him about it, and he's like, we just got our shit kicked in for 120 minutes straight, and you're asking me about a goalie interference call. And that just brings me so much joy. The, the Lockdown Blue Jackets host, Jay Forrester, was DMing me throughout, like, what does it feel like to do offense? And I'm like, I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's crazy too, because they've, they've really been, this has kind of been like, I think they're hitting their boiling point. Like this has kind of been ever since the Bobrowski's kind of like exit a little bit. And then like this year you had the whole thing of, of benching players and people not wanting to be there and everything. Like it's been, it's been kind of boiling for honestly like two, two and a half years now over there. And I think it's just finally hitting the point of just no return. You're they're gonna have to enter just a full-fledged, full-blown rebuild. There's really nothing anyone can do about it because that is, like you said, it is kind of nice to see. It's nice to see that we're not the only <laughs> ones that have to go through. And honestly, their probably teardown was was honestly probably I, I would even say way uglier than ours was. Like ours was sad because like the streak ended and you know, like that kind of thing. That sucks just because we were so used to winning, but theirs sucked because of the the like, yeah i mean you have, a, you have a it season. was so public oh yeah yeah it was i mean that's that's yeah it's kind of fun <laughs> and you know i've always been a believer in john tortorella not necessarily for the long haul though and i think coming yeah. into every season you know there's this there's this thing with 
Columbus and John Tortorella coach teams in general. That's like, well, they're, you know, they'll figure it out. And so far that has been the case. I mean, they win a playoff series against the Tampa Bay lightning after losing the Breadman, or Temi Panarin, uh, Matt Duchesne and Sergei Bobrovsky, I believe all in the same free agency mm-hmm. period. Yep. Uh, and then they come right back. They make the playoffs. They went, uh, I think they knock off. Yeah. They knocked off the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in that little opening round or whatever it was. And so, you know, I came into this season thinking, well, I mean, why wouldn't they at least stay on track or get better this year? But that has absolutely not been the case. Yeah. Not even remotely close. And they, and again, then you have, Early, you know, going into the season, arguably your best player just doesn't want to be there. Like, yeah, <laughs> like before before opening night, even it's already like, yeah, like he doesn't want to be here. Um, obviously, we kind of like maybe wanted him a little bit, but that was weird. And then like, uh, and then it just it's happened again. They get rid of him, and then like it's like next man up to get mad. Yeah, like it's literally <laughs> just like a line. Like, oh, like whose turn is it to get mad now? Like. It is, it is, it is a wild thing. And like I said, the thing that makes it so weird is just, especially in hockey, like just how public it's all been. Like yeah. in any sport, it's kind of weird to have, you know, locker room issues like that get out so publicly, especially in hockey and especially a Columbus, Ohio team in hockey. Like that is not the kind of team you'd be expecting to, to kind of have happen to them what has, but here we are. And it's kind of great. Yeah, you can certainly say that John Tortorella has not done a uh, very good job of creating a great family atmosphere. But you know who has, Scotty? Who's that? RockAuto.com. They're a family business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Now, listen, chain stores, they got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but not RockAuto.com. No, 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 no. RockAuto.com's prices, they're always reliably low. They're the same for everybody, and they always offer the best best price available rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you get there, just write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? And that they know we sent you. They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. Right from the faceoff, Red Wings control. Conwall to Zetterberg. He scores! Game over! Game seven! Here we come! Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with a Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, Scotty, bringing it back in for segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, a proud member of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is your team every day. We're breaking down this weekend's uh, series against the Columbus Blue Jackets. What and who stood out to you the most this weekend? Well, what stood out to me most was outscoring them seven to two. That's incredible. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's way too broad. Absolutely. But that's incredible. Um, my eyes for most of specifically one game um, were in between the pipes because Calvin Picker was just great for a day. He just decided he's like, hey, I'm just <laughs> going to be fantastic. So like. That's uh, that was fun. And that was obviously, I think probably the biggest talking point of the weekend. Um, I think that 
man. Well, okay, so let's start with Calvin Pickard real quick. Okay, let's, sure. let's unpack that a little bit because he did get his first couple of wins of the season this week, and he won back-to-back games. He came in for uh, in relief for Thomas Grice on Thursday night. Thomas yep. Grice is now Calvin Pickard's backup as far as I'm concerned, and I'm pretty Literally. sure the Red Wings are treating it that way uh, as well as made evident by the fact that Pickard got two straight starts after coming in for Grice on Thursday and yes, you know, he, he, he didn't have to work that much. He, like, let's, no, let's be especially honest not on really that Saturday, yeah. but I mean, Ethan could probably tell us, you know, when he joins us later this week, or like Sunday. sometimes that's even a little bit more difficult because you're not able to find your groove. You don't have a good feel for the game. You're a little bit cold, but he only lets in one goal in each game, 35 shots on or 35 saves on 37 shots over the weekend. And regardless of, uh, of what you think of the Columbus blue jackets offense this weekend, that's nothing to shake a stick at. No. And like the, the, craziest part of of all of it is the timing of everything like Bernier goes down okay Grice goes into net Grice gets absolutely embarrassed on Thursday so we go to the kid and the kid and now <laughs> right a little bit but, disingenuous but we'll call it right right <laughs> in quotes for those who, yeah I can't see I uh, but he he comes in and I'm totally with you I think for at least the immediate future if not the remainder of the season, depending, I mean, stuff changes obviously, but for, from, for immediate future, absolutely. He is the starter. Grice is, is going to be playing behind him. I mean, and, and again, recency by like the last time we saw Grice, he had given up four goals in like 10 minutes. So like, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I don't know, man, like that's that. And, and even with, you know, not a lot of shots going at him, whatever, that's two and oh, and only allowed two goals in a back-to-back. Like that's there's something to be said for that. No matter how much of a as we've talked about dumpster fire you're playing against, I don't really care. There, there's something to be said for that. Hundred uh, percent. I think one thing, and and this isn't really like a, a player or anybody that stuck out to me, but the the first goal of the weekend, it was a point shot from Heronic. It gets tipped by Adam Ernie. And my biggest criticism of this team to this point is that they don't really have a lot of goals like that. Like the conditions for the Detroit Red Wings to score goals this season have had to be pretty much perfect so far. You've needed to make a great pass. You've needed to have a guy who can finish. You don't really have a lot of goals that you scored by accident. And this goal definitely obviously was not scored by accident, but the goals where you go, let's see what happens. Like they just don't happen that often. And whether it's a, a it's the result of, defensemen not being able to get point shots through or it's the forwards not being able to create a net front presence and disrupt the goaltender's vision or disrupt the path that the puck takes to the net i think it's a little bit of a combination of both but these two things worked in conjunction together uh to get the red wings on the board on saturday and that was a huge first goal because we've seen so many times where the red wings actually have outplayed their opponent in the first period but nothing became of it and all of a sudden that nine to two shots advantage goes to nine three then nine six then nine seven then all of a sudden you go into the first uh intermission and you're down 11 to 10 on the scoreboard and and that didn't happen because i think in large part due to them getting the momentum off this early kind of garbage goal yeah no it's a nice tip had, by arnie though no right no for sure and they had one of those uh they had one of those on Sunday too. And like, I, I think I'm absolutely with you. I think that those kind of, you know, we kind of saw it in the, in a similar, uh, the Gagne game, right. We talked <laughs> about that. Like we kind of saw it there and, and just how much, how much that can raise a team's level of play. I mean, even Fabry, you know, uh, not this weekend, but when he had his, 
uh, kind of goal outburst last week. Like even his, you know what I mean? Like just the puck finding the back of the net, doesn't matter how garbage it is. You know what I mean? Like it still <laughs> found the back. It still raised everybody's spirits. It still kind of gets you pumped up. And, and especially coming off of what was Thursday's game, just getting on the board in any way, shape or form, I think was just so important. I didn't care if it was one of the stupidest, like worst goals ever. It did not matter to me. Just find a way to put the puck in the net and bounce back from the atrocity that was Thursday's game. So yeah, I'm right with you. Uh, Michael Rasmussen also got his first uh, goal of the season, his first game winning goal of his career. Uh, I mean, we've talked about Michael Rasmussen, you know, intermittently, and obviously people like to dump on him because he was the ninth overall pick and he hasn't really showed ninth overall pick is the fact of the matter is that he hasn't really come out of the lineup since working his way into it. And I think that kind of speaks volumes when we look at all the kids who have been going up and down You're saying, you know, the Giovanni Smiths, the Evgeny Sveshnikovs the, of the world, like they're going up and down, but Michael Rasmussen on a team that has pretty good center depth. It's not like they need a set, just need any center in there. They have Nielsen, they have Phil and those guys haven't been playing in favor of Michael Rasmussen. I think that's, that's a positive sign. Uh, and then Evgeny Sveshnikov, he comes back on Saturday, ends up scoring on Sunday, a really nice shot. He continues to show that he can score at the NHL level. And I hope that he's somebody who gets a chance to shine as this uh, season goes on, because it was, a, it was a nice shot. It was a nice shot to beat him. Oh yeah. Big time, big time. I, I think he was one of the biggest stories of the weekend for sure. I think he's in there. Uh, I also think Mantha getting finding the back of the net again was a big one. Uh, him scoring on Saturday was obviously, a bit, you know, no matter what we choose to do from him, scoring is going to help whatever direction we decide to go with him. Um, yeah, and I think Heronic finding the back of the net Sunday. Like, I, I think this uh, – We'll get to that. We'll, we'll yeah, get to I'm, that I'm sure. Second. I'm sure we will. Um, but, yeah, the uh, I, I'm right with you. I think I'll, there was – I mean, obviously, like it, there's a lot more to, good to talk about when you go two and zero than there is when you lose seven to one. But a lot of stuff went right, and um, I think that it could. I don't know. I'm I'm not expecting us to go on a big run or anything. I still ex, I still understand where we are and stuff. But as we get closer and closer, hey, to that five four deadline, and one in our last ten. Hey, it's not bad. It's not, not bad. bad. Don't, not sleep. Bad. Don't, don't sleep. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. I'm uh, going to run you guys through some roster moves real quick. Troy Stetcher, not in the lineup. He was a healthy scratch this weekend. That shocked me. I was upset. I was mad. I was enraged. And then the Red Wings go ahead and, and went too straight. I don't know if we'll see him in the lineup tonight against Florida because Blashill notoriously does not like to change winning lineups. So who knows? Maybe we'll keep the magic rolling, uh, keep Troy Stetcher out. But I think that's just kind of uh, unfortunate. Bobby Ryan, day-to-day with an upper body injury. Your boy Brome, he got sent down. Are you giving up hope on that? So I'm not giving up. I will never give up hope. We'll start with that. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that I actually really like the decision. I, I like kind of like in the same breath that we talked about Smith when he got sent down earlier. Like I, I would much rather you go down and get consistent playing time in GR than kind of be like the up and down, up and down. Maybe you're going to play. Maybe you're not. And we haven't seen him in so long anyway. You might as well just put him down in Grand Rapids again in some PT. I, I really do like that. Uh, Chalowski also being sent down, not, I mean, nothing really surrounding. I, yeah. I don't really have any thoughts on that. Like he, he did fine. He played well. Um, he didn't do anything egregiously bad. Um, there's just not really a, a spot for him on a consistent basis. Okay. So kind of like the, you know, just Giovanni Smith saying better to just right. send him down and, and let him, you know, develop his game there. But speaking of Giovanni Smith, he is coming back up. Uh, he had 
eight points, four goals, and four assists during his 11-game stint with the Griffins, Jeff Blashill said today. Probably the most important thing uh, he's got to manage is the puck through the neutral zone. He's got to be a simple player through the neutral zone so he can get it where he's at his best, and that's in the offensive zone. Be hard on the forecheck, win the puck battles, and then grind down low and be a menace in front of the net. So uh, I don't think any of that is is groundbreaking news. I think that's – but that's kind of what we got from Giovanni. Yeah, Smith, I was going to say like the – the, you know? It's interesting to me because I think – one of the things that surprised me was his maybe puck controls too strong, but like his, his passing at a minimum through the neutral zone and in the opponent's zone, even like I thought was actually really good his first stint. So uh, I just think that's like coach speak. Like, I'm just going to say he has to get yeah. better at everything. You know what I mean? But like he, you know, his first stint, I didn't think he was that bad in some of those areas. Uh, we'll get to the moment of the weekend to lead off the next segment because I know uh, I'm very excited to get into that. First, I got to talk to you guys today about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. And let's not forget as well, folks, we got March Madness going. The, the final four, I believe, will be set. Well, no. Now, the final four will not be set, but tonight, actually, Michigan will be playing for a chance to go to the final four. You can throw a little bit of money on that if your bracket is already in the toilet, which I'm assuming it is because everybody's is. Uh, ben Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. Ben Online also has you covered for the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free. To sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit uh, with our promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N uh, to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And also got to talk to you guys today about built bar. Now we've been telling you guys about built bar. It's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. And now it is time to find out which built bar is the best once and for all. So today's matchups, we've got cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. You got it. You got an opinion here, Scotty. I think I got to go cookie dough chunk. I like I'm going to be texture. honest. I literally, this is not even a lie. I literally five minutes before we started recording, just had my first ever cookies and cream. It's fantastic. So that's my vote. I'll, I'll, I'll oppose you. I'll stare you right in the eye and go opposite. I love that. I love that. That's a, that takes a real man. Uh, so go ahead and vote for that. Uh, decide once and for all which Built Bar is the best, but the best part about Built Bar is that all of them are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they taste great. They got 100% chocolate on all the bars. And when you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you can use our promo code LOCKED15. That is locked 15 to get 15% off of your next order at builtbar.com. And be sure to check back today to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insight, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Scotty, segment three here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Uh, moment of the weekend. It's got to be, hands down, Philip Peronic uh, scoring 
another full ice goal, just turn, launch, or turn, aim, fire, Selly. Selly. Uh, <laughs> and, and the call on Sunday is from uh, Ken Daniels was one of the best, honestly, of the season, if not the best of the season. Aronik with the empty net. He's good at it. He's good at it. He hits it. He's the best at it. It's three to one. That to me, it's got to be the moment of the weekend. I don't mind that take. And I, I think my favorite part of all of it was the Red Wings official Twitter. When they tweeted out the video, they said the Heronic with a copyright symbol. Like, I love I love that. We're just going to start calling any empty netter full ice shot the Heronic from now on. I am in full support of it, and I will absolutely be doing it. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got to get into what's coming up. Here's the here's deal, Scott. Uh, I don't think the Red Wings are going to catch a Columbus Blue Jackets. But right now, with the same amount of games played, 36, they're only six points behind. Uh, can the Red Wings catch Columbus? It's going to be tough with the schedule they got coming up, but we'll get into that in just a second. I, I guess just on its face, can they catch Columbus? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, like, like, yeah, anything's possible, but like, probably, I mean, probably not. Yeah. No, I actually agree with you. Kevin Garnett, anything's not, possible. Not much discourse on this topic here. Uh, <laughs> I, I just mentioned it. Coming up, a really tough road trip for the Red Wings. They got Florida uh, and then Tampa. The Red Wings are 3-12-1 on the road this season and 0-9 in road games where the opponent scores the first goal. So that's going to be really important is trying to get that first goal. Uh, I believe that would make them, what, 3-3-1 in games where they score the first goal? Obviously, that doesn't happen a lot. So you got to, you know, hey, Noli's keys to Ball the game right size. here. Let's let's plug yeah, it in. Exactly. Turn the ignition. Let it rev a, a little bit. Let's get on the goal or let's get let's on the board get, first. Let's get on the board. Let's get on the board. Uh, Red Wings are two, three, and one against the Florida Panthers this season. Florida just lost Aaron Ekblad defenseman to a pretty gruesome injury. I got to I got to say, I say gruesome because I have not watched it yet because based on the things that I've heard, I don't want to watch it. That stuff makes me sick. Uh, I can't do it. It was not good. Yeah. It gruesome's a, an accurate representation. Uh, and then Saturday at 1 p.m. they got Tampa, and then Sunday at 1 p.m. as well. They're one, two, and one against Tampa Bay this season. Overall, like a three, five, and two record against some of the top teams in the league. And and people have talked about, you know, the fact that the Red Wing. I, I've heard. I, I think even Ted might have brought it up the other day. Is it's like, oh, once once they go back to playing in the Atlantic, like things are going to get really tough again and. Uh, I mean, right now, this team has the fifth hardest strength of schedule in the entire National Hockey League, according to Hockey Reference. So I don't really know that I'm too um, concerned about that. Like, yeah, I mean, like, bring yeah, it on. I, I guess. But I mean, like, we we play up to Tampa. I'll say it right now. Those <laughs> games, okay, I'll, I'll come on there. Except for the, except for the first game. Yeah, well, well that game. barely counts. Yeah, we we play up to Tampa. All right, I'm I'm fully expecting at least a split against Tampa. Okay, we we play up, we play up to Tampa. We own Tampa. Okay, that's a little exaggerated, but it's fine. Um, yeah, like I mean, it definitely doesn't help when you're already not good when you also have a ridiculous schedule. Like yeah. obviously, but we play up to Tampa, so it's okay. That's true. Uh. What do we got going on the rest of the week? I think Wednesday, I 
I'm not, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't know what we're going to end up doing for uh, tomorrow's episode because I have to live blog the Michigan basketball game and that will start pretty much the second that the Red Wings game is any. Maybe we'll do like a quick like 10 minute uh, instant reaction after we'll throw it at the beginning and then, you know, we'll, we'll do something beforehand or something like that. Sure. So whatever it is, though. It'll be great that you guys are going to like it. And that's not you know, me having way too much confidence. That's me trying to will it into existence. Uh, so hopefully it's good. Hopefully you're there. speaking facts. That's all it is. Uh, <laughs> hopefully you follow us on Twitter at L O underscore red rings. Hopefully you follow me on Twitter at Nolan Bianchi. Hopefully you follow Scotty on Twitter at Bentley Scotty going last name, first name, like some sort of bond villain. Uh, anything else, Scott, before we send these people into their Tuesdays. No, I think that's it, man. We play, we play up to Tampa there. You know, we got to get through Florida first, but just remember we play up to Tampa. So the last time the Red Wings played Tampa and Florida in back-to-back series, now granted they were at home where the Red Wings are real quick, actually last thing. I believe the Red Wings are nine, eight and one at home this season. That's not bad. That's That's, almost a winning record. I mean, that's technically a winning record. We're not going to count overtime losses, which I don't like to when they benefit my opinion yeah it's a Uh, point yeah no (laughs) yeah uh so the red wings i mean they took five out of eight last time they played in a four game series like this hopefully they'll do something similar what what's your prediction um well i mean we play up to tampa so that's a sweep um we'll split florida we'll sweep tampa all right six out of eight six out of eight points for your detroit red wings coming up next uh we'll see you guys back here tomorrow same time same place it's your team every day Hell yeah. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.